0: Hi, I'm Patrick Finley. He's Mark Potash. Coming up on Hallis Intrigue, we'll talk about the players who made it to OTAs this week, as well as what to expect during mandatory minicamp next week. All that and more coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Think on your feet for our fast and curious 5K, a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org events. Potsy, as you and I sit here today on a Wednesday afternoon, uh, the Bears roster is full. Um, Jalen Johnson returned this week for OTAs, as he said he would. Guard Nate Davis, who the team gave $30 million to over three years just two months ago, showed up this week for the first time as well. Jalen really spent some time talking to us afterwards, telling us that this was not a big deal at all. Uh, Do you buy it? And and what do you make of his uh, returning for the end of OTAs and, and for mandatory minicamp next week?
1: Well, I buy it. Uh, he sure, he sure sounded sincere, and and that Jalen's that kind of been that kind of guy. So right. yeah, I will I will definitely buy that. I just I just think that it was ha- poorly handled by the Bears. And right. This could have easily been uh, avoided just with some simple communication, right. and it was just miscommunicated. All it had all he had to do all the Bears had to do was to. Uh, Expr- uh, to communicate uh, exactly why, you know, they, exactly what Jalen Johnson um, explained to us today—that he wanted to spend more time at home with his family, his foundation—and uh, and he would be here in week three. But
0: but and, but the rub is that by explaining it, the Bears are condoning it, and I don't think they condone it, regardless of what they might what say whether publicly. This, whether they condone
1: it or not, all they—they—they they, they cause more problems by not explaining it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah he they weren't maybe they weren't happy about it but I mean it would have uh, saved a lot a lot of people they caused their own problem right. this, this was not a media blow-up situation we just went by what we the information we had they could have given us better information and uh, they didn't. I mean, even last week, uh, uh, Matt Eberfels did not know, said on the record, he did not know if Jalen Johnson was going to be here this he said, week. He said maybe, so what's hopefully, that all about? maybe I mean, hopefully, kind of. Uh, you know, it was confusion. But I guess the big thing is that what you take out of it is, at least on the record, it's not a, a job action. It's not. Uh, no. In fact, in fact, Jalen Johnson was pretty clear that, well, I don't know how clear it was, but um, that you know he wants to get something done, but I, he did, certainly didn't even imply any kind of deadlines or yeah. that you know, this would become antagonistic, mm-hmm. kind of even you know uh, push back against the 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 the, jail, the Roquan Smith. When I asked when I asked him about Roquan Smith, that that had any impact on him yeah. push back against that. So it doesn't sound this time things change. We all know uh, it doesn't sound like um, that. Well, if he doesn't get anything done by a certain time. Um, that you know, there's going to be an issue. We do know he thinks pretty highly of himself and he deserves a pretty good contract. I think that's probably the biggest issue right. is, and this is, again, probably a discussion for another day, is at what point does Ryan Poles pay to keep his best players happy? Maybe right. overpay right. to keep his best players happy. So far he's been unwilling to do that. Mm-hmm. At what point will he do that? And, 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 and how does that... How, how is that a part of good culture, which right. they love? So we'll, so we'll
0: see. Of course, the reason it was a story that Jalen wasn't here for the first two weeks of OTAs is because he's entering the final year of his contract, right. much the same way Roquan Smith was last year. Roquan did go to these things and then was a hold-in during training camp. Okay. Um, Jalen uh, kind of bristled at the notion that this was related to his contract. But I think it's worth pointing this out, too. He is looking for a new agent. Um, how quickly he gets one may have something to do with how quickly they get a deal done. Uh, I think it was presented to him maybe by Jason Leisure that, you know, speaking generally, people want to get a new deal done before, you know, they take any contact in, in August. Yeah. And and maybe that's a good deadline for that. You know, when it was Ryan Pol- uh, Ryan Pace, he would do it kind of in the first couple of weeks of training camp. We saw that with a lot of different guys. Uh, and maybe that'll be the case here with Jalen and Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney. Uh, It's worth pointing out with Mooney that uh, Matt Eberflus said that he will be ready for training camp and that he is on um, on track to return from a really gross-looking
1: ankle injury. Uh, Well, let's say I said this about Jalen Johnson. He he did not, like I said, he did not seem like uh, he would have an issue with playing through camp without a contract, but his agent his Upcoming agent might have soon a different be, opinion on soon that. Soon to be agent, yeah. So, so that that's why things can really change, you know, based on
0: based but on. But when somebody asked him about about Roquan, he kind of said like, "Hey, man, that's not who I am, right?" I mean, I mean, his mm. he was going out of his way to say like, yeah. he didn't say you don't have to, you don't have to worry about
1: me holding out, but he kind of said that, right? All we can tell you right now is based on my years of experience doing this. This will not be a problem until it's a problem. Sure, right. And mm. uh, and he was
0: there. Uh, other people there, Eddie Jackson, Potsey who suffered a list Frank injury uh, in late November against the Jets. I mean, a Liz Frank on the list is stuff you don't want to get. Liz Frank's pretty high, right? It's Liz yeah. Frank, Achilles. What else would you not wish on your worst enemy? Um, I don't
1: know. Don't get uh, fired.
0: ACL. Yeah, ACLs are yeah. commonly repaired. But yeah, it depends. Uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah, uh, yeah, those could be.
1: Mark Colombo had?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so, nerve damage. So Eddie, so Eddie Jackson was back out there today. He had been doing individuals early in the week and did some team drills this week. You know, I, I was doing some numbers on him, Potsy. Like on a t- on a team without stars. Hedy Jackson, like, is absolutely one. He certainly paid like one. He was their highest-paid player last year. Uh, he's going to be their second-highest-paid player this year in terms of salary cap. And how about this uh, first stat? The next closest defensive player to him in terms of base salary is making about $9 million less. So, you know, I don't know whether he's high spri- high-priced talent, but he's certainly high-priced. Uh, to quote Major League, I
1: gotta, yeah, I got to say maybe that's that, that. Maybe that's why you don't overpay to keep your best players happy. I mean, right. You argue that's an example of that. So maybe. Ryan but he is be coming off, he's coming
0: off. He's coming off his best season in four or five years, probably. He, has he to-
1: is, and if this defense ascends as you think it would, uh, in, in Ibrahul's second year, he's kind of at the right place at the right time. Yeah. He's in a defense he kind of knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least you know he's been. He's in the second year. He's healthy. He's a really good player who could benefit from having a being part of a good defense, we've already seen that. He was never better than when he was part of a great defense. Sure. So yeah, so the timing could be good for, for Eddie Jackson. I will say this about all the things we've talked about. The one thing I'm most concerned about is Darnell Mooney. Yeah, sure. That is, the if I had to say, what's my biggest concern out of all these things we've talked about, or all these things uh, affecting the Bears right now, uh, it is Darnell Mooney and how how he will come, come back uh, from that injury. And I thought it was, you know, surgery, uh, repair, uh, you know, surgical repair, and I don't, I don't, I know the injury was tough. I didn't realize that the surgery was complicated. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But I don't know. I'm just got a not great feeling. This is one of those things I got to see it to believe it. That sure. he's going to come back ready for training camp uh, in in late July.
0: Well, and part of it too is you're, you know, we know Mooney a little bit of better than a lot of the guys around here. In part because he's one of the few guys who have been around here for a couple of years. But the way he goes about things, the right way. Remember when Ryan Poles got here, you, you said to him essentially, "So who do you like on your team?" He said, one guy. It was Mooney, it was. Uh, and then for him to get hurt just you know a couple of you know maybe two months away from uh, getting a contract extension, yes. and and the fact that this could um, mess up his money is bad. I mean I mean you f- you feel for the guy. You, you also figure that if he can get back healthy, Potsy. You know he's got a chance to be part of a pretty pretty decent receiver core, depending on how you want to look at Chase Claypool. and, yeah, and uh, it seems it seems like Claypool's been banged up the last week or so, but yeah. the Bears are saying the right things about him too. And you know
1: Mooney is not just a beneficiary of that; he is one of the guys who have to kind of in, initiate it, and mm-hmm. he's they they kind of need him. I don't think they can. I don't think DJ Moore can be as good as he can be without Darnell Mooney you know, being back. I mean, right. I, he could, I guess. I, I Who knows, I guess. But I'm just saying, I, I think Darnell Mooney coming back uh, is is a big key to this offense um, because he's just so versatile. He's a guy who understands the nuances of his position and of this offense. Mm-hmm. And uh, he can – he's a guy who, like more, can uh, can take a short pass long or go deep and, and, and catch a deep ball. So and he, he might get like versatility. He
0: might be the only person, as we sit here right now, who knows Justin Fields too?
1: And he's got a net too. But the question is, will he be the same player? I guess you know, not, none of us, neither of us, being doctors, and uh, but the way this thing is going, you got to wonder that will he be the same player he was? And you know, he wasn't really, he wasn't great last year. You know, he right. he was still learning this offense too. I think didn't it wasn't at the game he had like the 50 yard yeah. catch that he mm-hmm. got hurt in? So, mm-hmm. he had just started to really uh, make big plays. And so he still has a, a lot to prove. So I all I'm saying is I think that's something I'm definitely going to keep my eye on as we get head, get closer and clo- like the, get closer and closer to, to training camp and, and, and see what happens.
0: DJ Moore seems to be building a rapport with uh, Justin Fields. Yes. it's just a backfield. It's just June. We do not that's, want to make the too false much of a narrative me-
1: that I will be front and center tomorrow in the paper <laughs> promoting the uh, DJ Moore uh, Justin Fields chemistry. Good chemistry. Uh, quantum leap uh, uh, angle and was that Jaquan uh, Brisker? I, guilty is charged already. What did Jaquan Brisker
0: say? What they're like brothers, something like yeah, that. Yeah, with a group. Yeah, with
1: with a with a with a great, the best endorsement of all coming from a player who plays against them. Sure. Which another thing that fuels that kind of narrative. So it also sound, it'll sound great, and, and 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 at least you know I joke about I've joked for years about the false narratives of the offseason and training camp, but at least this is at a very high level. This is Justin Fields, a really highly rated quarterback, and and DJ Moore, a proven receiver. So it's got even though it might not be as good, good, good as it sounds now, at least has a better chance than hoping that 33-year-old Jimmy Graham will recapture his youth uh, with the Bears. So, and, and Jimmy Graham was better than we thought, so I don't want to disparage him. But that's the kind of thing. You know, uh, Jermaine Ifedi will be better yeah. at, at guard than he was at tackle. You know, all those all those narratives, you know, whatever. <laughs> did one, did one, we're dealing at a higher level now, uh, so we got a better chance of success. Was it Juan
0: Casillo who told us that he thought Jermaine Ifedi could make a Pro Bowl? Was that around yes, um, this time? Yes, yes. So,
1: yes. You know, okay. with all due respect to Jermaine.
0: Uh, uh, how, how important is it for justin to have a go-to guy and, and i ask you just this just because you know when ryan poles got here he said listen we've done studies and in these studies it said you know the quarterbacks who make a leap between year one and year two do so because they have a security blanket yeah. um and then they didn't get him one um yeah. now they seem to have uh do you think well
1: he's got to well dj
0: Moore make justin fields or vice versa uh, uh
1: no i think dj Moore will be a bigger help um because uh, he's already proven that he can succeed without with a crappy quarterback with co- so, crappy quarterback. So I think DJ Moore can do more for for Justin Fields and like, yeah. But you know, besides just you can't just place the guy in the number one spot and expect him to be the number one guy. He's got to kind of earn that. That has to develop. That's kind of the counter to what, uh, frankly, I'm going to be writing about their the chemistry issue uh, in tomorrow's paper and well, I guess in Thursday's paper. Um, is, depending on I, I'm trying to, I, I, know this, I, I can never figure out the whole dating thing where this is people are listening to this a week from now mm-hmm. but anyway um, so, uh, so um, it, it has to be it takes time to develop this and so that that will be the key but I but that is absolutely important if you saw if you saw the development of Devontae Adams a second round draft pick with Aaron Rodgers and then you saw how they were like telepathic and mm-hmm. how big a factor that was, I think it's it's absolutely crucial to have a guy like that, and you need a guy, frankly, who like, I hate to pick on, Equanimee Saint Brown. I think he was the one who dropped had that drop pass in the Miami game. Yeah. There, that ball goes to DJ Moore this year. Okay, no, and, no,
0: Mooney dropped it at the oh the Miami game in the Miami uh, game. the Washington game it was Mooney right. who dropped it at the well, Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, right. I'm, I'm talking about making that play that keeps the drive alive and gives you a chance to kick a field. That goes to DJ Moore this year, and whether or not there's and and. I think whether or not there's chemistry, it goes to him because he is the number one guy. But it always helps to have that that intuition you have with the quarterback. We've seen it so many times with the, with the Packer, with the Packers, and and obviously with other with Brady and all those guys. So anyway, I, I, to answer your question, yeah, it's absolutely crucial. But I'm just saying they don't have it yet. It still has to develop. But at least now they got a chance.
0: You brought up the Packers, so uh, worth bringing this up. Uh, I asked Luke Getze kind of what he thought about Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. And, and he essentially said, I he think... He essentially said Aaron who? Yeah. No, he said the notion that he's in some sort of slowdown is, yeah. uh, is, is wrong or well, overblown.
1: That's, that's a huge point of contention. Yeah. Because at the end of last year, right. he wasn't the kind of guy, he was not the quarterback who could lift the team out of a bad performance. That was one of the first times... That they failed; and it was because of their offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, their last loss. So I think I guess I'm, I'm not disagreeing with him. I'm just saying that's a legitimate point of contention. Sure. Don't you think how much not that he's done, but how much does he have left in the tank as far as getting to that that previous level?
0: I think I will I will praise him by insulting him, Patsy. I wonder how much interest he had in last season, and I wonder whether being in a new place will invigorate him in a way that might make him more apt to do the little things on and off the field that might produce better Sunday performances.
1: It could, and it could. But, I mean, they had the ultimate uh, incentive. They were making a huge playoff run and had it in the grasp of their hand. And when it's in Aaron Rodgers' hand, you pretty much figure it's going to get done, and it did not. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like he was just playing out the string and they were heading downhill. So we'll see. But it's interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, You know, I I like Rodgers. I, I hope he does well, and I hope he still has something left. Um, and it'd be great for the Jets. They, uh, among um, all you know, the, you talk about the Bears and the Lions and 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 uh, the Commanders. Uh, you know, a lot of teams. The Jets and the from of an AFL team are just as established. Mm-hmm. You know, these established franchises really struggling to 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 be, become something. So it would be great for the Jets to, to to do well. So you know, that would be kind of neat. Uh,
0: I'll give you one more Potsy. Uh, the the Bears have mandatory minicamp next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and then uh, and then they will break. Can we learn anything from those three days other than God willing, nobody gets hurt? Is, is there any, I, you asked this question a lot of coaches and I don't know that you've been satisfied yet. Is there a tangible thing that you can hang your hats on based on what happens, uh, you know, in shorts?
1: I don't, not, not to my untrained eye, I'll be very honest. I don't. Some of these other guys may, might be able to see something, but, but um um, because even when you know we ask that question, it's things like the offensive line, and who can tell? You know, how can you, how can you how can any of us or how can I? I should put it on how can I tell what the offensive line is better this year that they're they're working any better when they're when they're in uh, you know shorts and shells and and not sometimes not even in that. Uh, I mean, uh, sometimes it's just like uh, or going against air versus you know not even playing against a defense. I mean, um. I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm not sure. sure. Maybe if you, if you, um, maybe you can tell. But I guess we've had so many false positives right. in, in that situation. Let, in training, let alone that. I mean, you yeah. know, in training camp, we get that. So I, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I, I, I really. I guess what I'm saying is I don't know how to answer that question. I just think. I just think. Let's fast forward to training camp in the season, and that's when you find out. No matter what happens right. next week, or even at the beginning of training camp. It's, we're not going to know much about this team until until the bell rings, because they're in that form they're in such a formative stage.
0: Yeah. Also, they're throwing you know <laughs> they're throwing against their teammates. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what a zero sum
1: game. Practice yeah. is a zero sum game.
0: Bears win every practice. I do know that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we will uh, get back at you next week uh, as we head into the summer. Uh, but until then, you can follow Potsy on Twitter and in the Sun Times, myself as well, and Jason Leisure. Please uh, like, rate, and review the podcast. And if you're in Chicago, pick up uh, paper. Uh, for Jason Leisure, for Mark Potash, I'm Patrick Finley. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back again real soon.